Welcome to Maison Pur, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly Hill. This podcast is all about natural living and how to get there without stressing out. We'll discuss easy tips to help create a healthier home, natural ways to care for our bodies, and so much more. going to be talking about how to properly care for our skin, especially when it comes to cleansers, because using the right or wrong cleanser can have a big impact on your skin's health. And I have not one, but two experts, Jess Arnauden and Kimmy Martin. You might remember Jess from a previous episode where we were talking about putting together your own skincare routine and ritual. And that was back in season one, episode 11, if you want to listen to that. And Jess and Kimmy together have formed um, Ritual Skin Studio, which is in St. Pete, Florida. And they're both holistic estheticians and just are so knowledgeable and also share my same ethos and mindset about how creating a skincare routine is more than just, you know, creating a chore that you have to check off. It's something that you can do to actually like take care of yourself and connect with your skin. So without further ado, let's dive into cleansers. Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Jess and Kimmy. I'm so excited to have two holistic estheticians to talk to today. Hi, Molly. It's so such a pleasure to be back and to have my business BFF, Kimmy, along here for the ride. Yes, thank you so much for having us on your podcast. We're so excited to chat with you. Yes, I, I'm excited. Um, well, first of all, I just I love you guys together with your business and everything. Um, you guys have created something so special. And we're going to be talking about cleansers today, of course, but I love that you guys have the same mindset about skincare and um, creating a ritual with it. And so first off, I just kind of wanted to ask you about your unique ethos on skincare rituals and, you know, to share a little bit more about that with all of us. Absolutely. Um, Jess is really going to take it away with this one, but I kind of wanted to just share a little story. Whenever we started out, we were just sitting around in my living room and I feel like it's so special to us. And we were like, what are we going to, what are we going to name this, this new business of ours? Like, what does this venture mean to us? And we both kind of looked at each other at the same time and we're like, we want it to be formed around rituals and explain, you know, how people can incorporate rituals into their skincare. And we just looked at each other and it was like the light bulb went off. And I think I was like serving the most random dish that I had whipped up in my kitchen and it was like late at night because we hadn't eaten and we both looked at each other and we were like ritual ritual it. it was like at the same time <laughs> so that's our baby yeah our business baby we just knew that you know when we created our skin studio a place for us to to hold space for people to do facials it was not just that hour that we wanted them to be calming their nervous system and really enjoying and embracing the ritual but really every day at home um, just to teach folks how to simplify, how to breathe deeply, and really how to find pleasure in the practice of applying skincare. Because essentially, what we believe is that how we apply skincare is equally as important to what we're applying. And I think back to the days when I was really just unconscious of how I was doing skincare, I was kind of delving into the world of 
green beauty, clean beauty, non-toxic, but I still did not have that mind-body connection. So I was putting on, you know, this really luxury skincare, but still feeling stressed out while applying it and still viewing it as a chore. And it wasn't until I kind of switched to learn that skin health and mental health are so intertwined and that this was a chance for me to not just have something else to check off my already long to-do list, but to have this like moving meditation and this moment of rest for myself. um, It was like a game changer for me. And that's really what we want to pass on to our clients and the people who follow us online and just anybody. I mean, we're so like zealous about this. Like we, we just love talking about it because it's one of those things. It's a cumulative habit that you're doing every single day. And so by bringing in that awareness, um, it can be really powerful. Especially, I think, in this world of instant gratification, you know, we talk to a lot of our clients and they they kind of, I think, get into the mindset of wanting some quick fix for a condition that they see. So we really try and help them understand that if they really put some time and energy and love into their home care, then they really will see the results that they want. And maybe the results might be a little bit different in the end, like less about the condition and more about just feeling better in their own skin. Yeah. And that that is really so, you know, key. And I think just the, shifting the mindset, it, turning it from a chore into, like you said, a ritual. It's, it really makes the whole experience different and levels up the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I think you're definitely at that point, you know, you've been kind of exploring like how beautiful skincare can be when you're using products that, you know, I think too, when people are using things that are filled with synthetic fragrance and chemical fillers and all this stuff, it doesn't feel as precious, you know, but when you have something that's like made by an herbalist and you know that those roses grew, you know, with dew drops on them in some garden in Oregon, and then they were distilled and pressed and, it's like it becomes really special. So how you're you're applying and also what you're applying are both very important to creating that sacred space. That's so true. I love when I can this is gonna sound strange maybe to people who haven't been into green beauty, but I love when I can smell the ingredients. Like I know my skin loves blue tansy. So I love when I open a product and I can smell the blue tansy because I'm like oh, I don't know, it's just trans like your senses. Yeah, like you know it's going to you know what's inside of it not just from how it looks or the ingredient list, but you can actually like smell it, you know. And our senses are so important. I mean, if you don't like the smell or the feel of a product, it can really be a game changer. So, um we always tell people sample things out, see, make sure you like it, make sure you love the smell and you love how it feels and just the after effect on your skin. Yeah, that there's one line, I'm not going to say the name, but there's one line that is a beautiful line and people love it and it's high end and it's natural, but whatever it is, all of the scent profiles on all of their products, just, I cannot stand. (laughs) So it's like, it ruins the whole, they don't. And I, I know they, you know, people rave about how well the products work. I'm like, I just, I can't do it. I can't apply it because I don't want to smell it. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have to look forward to it. It should be the kind of feeling where like if you've already laid in bed and you realize like, shoot, I didn't do my skincare yet. Like it's one of those things like, oh, yeah, I still get to do that. I still get to have this time for myself. So if the products you're using are not the right ones for your 
sensory, you know, experience, then there are so many cool lines out there that there, there is a product for every person that they're going to love. That's so true. So, you know, today I want to talk about cleansers in particular. I will admit that once upon a time, I thought cleansers were like, not a big deal. I mean, you're probably, in most cases, probably going to rinse it off your skin right away. So like, I would rather focus more on serums or something like that. But then I started having skin issues and I was realizing sometimes the cleanser was kind of the key like first step in the routine and I needed to pay more attention to it. And I also get a lot of questions about cleansers. And additionally, you know, if you are in green beauty or probably any beauty space right now, there's a lot of people talking about protecting your skin barrier more and more. So um, I kind of want to just ask you both, why is using the right cleanser so important? Well, I think firstly, it's so important because it's the first step, right? In your ritual or skincare routine, it's the first thing that you're applying to your skin in the morning or um, at night before you go to sleep. It's what really sets the stage for your serums and everything that comes after. And what people um, really should understand is that most cleansers really can help keep your skin pH balanced, which is really important. And we can chat a little bit more about, and Jess is going to chat about the microbiome, which is so important for people to understand because selecting the right cleanser for your skin makes a huge difference in just the entire process of taking care of your skin and body. Yeah, it's kind of like the analogy that I think of is like building a house, right? Like your foundation is so important. Your, your cleanser is the foundation of your mm -hmm. skincare house. So if you're using something that is really off, you're stripping your skin or you're bringing it maybe to a very alkaline pH by using a bar soap or whatever it is, like everything you do after that is trying to compensate for what you've done with your foundation. And at the end of the day, your house will be a little wonky. So by getting <laughs> that first step right, you're able to do a lot less in the subsequent steps and just really embrace minimalism and let help your skin do what it it wants to do naturally, which is always the goal. Right. So for those who are listening, they're like, okay, well, how do I find the right cleanser? You know, obviously we all have different skin concerns, but how do you find the right cleanser for your skin? So I I'm gonna teach everybody how to do that, but first I think I want us to like back step one, one step and talk about the barrier function of the skin, because I think a lot of times like being in this skincare wellness space, we've heard that we know how the skin functions, but for someone who's listening, who's like, what the heck is the skin barrier? <laughs> um, I wanted to just kind of pause for a minute and, and say, essentially it is the outermost layer of your skin. Um, and, you know, skin theory, it's called the stratum corneum. It's literally like this outermost protective barrier. And it serves two purposes, one to protect us. So it's protecting against environmental stressors, bacteria, like UV light pollution. But it also like Kim said, it regulates your moisture level. So it's holding all of your good, juicy hydration into your skin as well. So it's trapping in the good and kind of keeping out the bad. And so on this top layer is a microbiome. And I think there's a lot of time and space given to the microbiome of the gut. I think most people have learned about gut health, but what they might be surprised to know is that there's also a very complex and dynamic flora that's on the surface of the skin as well. 
Um, and so we've kind of been culturally conditioned to like just get really clean, like scrub the heck out of your skin. You want to be <laughs> squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what we kind of have to reshift and reframe our collective mindset is that um, washing off all those microbes with surfactants every single day, twice a day, is actually not the best thing for our bodies or our skin. Um, and so everything that we do really wants to support not only the the barrier function of the skin, but also that skin microbiome. Right, because we want to obviously cleanse off everything that has wreaked havoc on your skin, you know, in the middle of the night or throughout the day. But what you have to also remember is you want to nourish your skin at the same time too, right? So the cleanser should really be doing this kind of double duty effect of really just cleaning and cleansing off the skin while at the same time just filling it with what what it needs. And if anybody is interested in learning more about this, there was a book that I read a couple months ago from James Hamblin. Um, It's called Clean. I don't know if you've read it, Molly, or come across it. I haven't, but I'm going to, I'll link it. I'll find it and link it in the show notes. It is fascinating. It talks about the ecosystem of the microbiome on the skin. Um, It's so deeply researched. And also he writes in a very funny way. But what I loved about it was that it kind of deep dives into the history of soap marketing, like within the 20th century, and kind of how we've come to think about cleanliness, like as a culture. Mm-hmm. And um, all of like the racial, class, like gender undertones that are there. So I, I highly recommend that book. It's a really fun read and it's very informative too. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. That sounds really, I mean, anything like that is really up my alley. <laughs> I mean, he kind of goes to the extreme. He literally like doesn't shower for like months or he only showers like the uh, most pertinent bits but he, they do all these tests on the microbiome of his skin. And they've even studied like some of these civilizations that have kind of been untouched by Western industrial culture and kind of what their microbiome looks like versus what like your standard Western person living in air conditioning and, you know, scrubbing with surfactants, what their microbiome looks like. So there's a lot of really cool, fascinating research that's like just emerging so it's an exciting time to learn about the barrier of the skin. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so that's also fascinating. And um, I guess with that oh, so in we mind, wanted, oh, go ahead. Yeah, what cleanser is right for the skin? That's what you had initially asked. Kim, did you want to take that one? Gosh, um, finding out what cleanser is right for your skin. I think, first of all, trial and error, too. I mean, keeping it simple um, is a big one. And obviously, right. Like if you can go see your local esthetician, talk to someone, get some samples and see what works best for you. Um, Jess and I are both huge advocates of oil cleansers. I personally use an oil cleanser at home and have for a while now, but you know, I have, I talk to some people who are really nervous and really shy away from any oils at all. And so, um, likely you could use a gel cleanser as well, which, um, can be really pH balancing. Yeah, I think a good test is like for someone who's listening tonight, when you go up to wash your face, you step up to the sink, you're cleansing your skin. Immediately after you've rinsed off your facial cleanser, just kind of do like a little at home skin analysis and Mm -hmm. say, how does my skin feel right now? Do I feel 
like it's really soft and nourished after I'm finished? Or does it feel very dry, kind of tight, stripped, squeaky clean? Like I can't wait to get my serum or moisturizer or mist on. Um, Usually that is an indicator of something's kind of off because the skin should feel soft and refreshed and even nourished, even slightly moisturized after cleansing alone. So let me ask because, and I I guess I'll explain because some people may not be as familiar with oil cleansers. Um, Some are just straight up oil that you have to use a warm, you know, washcloth to kind of wipe off or some go to the extreme and do waterless and just do like, I say extreme, but (laughs) you know, they'll just use a dry washcloth. There's also a lot of oil cleansers out there that have emulsifiers in them that once you kind of go to rinse it off it, the oil kind of emulsifies and does rinse yes. off. Um, so what what is your preference with those? Gosh, um, I've used both. I'll, I love oils on my skin. I'm not going to lie. I think more is more. I just love it. So, um, But I am currently using one that emulsifies, which is really nice because it's so much easier for me to layer on, you know, my, my hydrosol mist and my serums afterwards. What are you using, Jess? Yeah, I use that. I'm using the one that we carry from Live Botanical, and it has an emulsifier in there. And I find that it's nice for folks, especially if you're transitioning to just being in the world of oil cleansing, because it is not this extra step. You don't have to use the washcloth. Um, so people who are busy, they're on the go, they're traveling, whatever the case may be, it literally just rinses clean. Um, but also it's still following kind of the the framework of oil cleansing and that oil breaks down oil. And um, it's a very effective way to deeply cleanse the skin. And I find it 50-50. I mean, if you're using a, a cleanser right now that is foaming and it's, you know, rather harsh and you swap right over to an oil cleanser, it can feel like a big difference. Your skin truly is going to feel different. And I think we have this misconception of wanting to be soapy clean because of how, you know, we've cleaned our bodies and, you know, grown up with different soaps and um, different body washes. But I think really just giving your skin a chance to try something new is so beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I've tried that uh, with botanical oil cleanser. What do you cleanse with? Um, Well, right now, you know, I, have the opportunity to try a lot of different products, which also means sometimes it's hard for me to stick to just one thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like the Agent Nature duo where she has um, an oil cleanser and then a lactic acid cleanser. And it's a unique system because you actually do the oil, then the lactic acid, and then the oil again, <laughs> just to kind of like, and it oh, doesn't. Interesting. Yeah. And the oil is very, it doesn't really rinse. As, as well. I don't know if, it, I don't think it has any emulsifiers in it, although it, it may. Um, but then recently I have been more using one and I'm completely blanking on the name. It's, it's S-A-J-A-H-A-N, I believe. It's, um, it was in a Beauty Heroes box not too long ago and I really like it. It's, um, an air, it's, it's kind of a nice formula because out of all the oil cleansers, I find that even those with the emulsifiers, some rinse cleaner than others. And mm-hmm. this one 
has a lot of slip if I want to do gua sha or anything like that with it on. And then it also does rinse, rinse clean relatively well. Yeah. I love what you were saying about like the kind of like a double cleanse, like so having an oil cleanser and then following with something that's maybe a little bit more clarifying. So for someone who's listening and is like, I'm wearing makeup every day, or I have this heavy mineral sunscreen and like just one pass with an oil cleanser is not going to do it for me rather than reaching for something that has a really high foam gel or foaming cleanser. Rather than doing that, I would say try something like a double cleanse first. So remove first with oil and then go back in with a cream cleanser or something like you said with a little lactic acid. So it's asking a lot of really any cleanser to remove makeup, sunscreen, pollution, microtoxins from the skin, rinse really clean just in one go. Right. So if you're not wearing a lot of makeup, one cleanse might be fine for you. But if you do feel like you're, you kind of have a little bit more congestion, build up, you're breakout prone, trying something like you said, Molly, like a double cleanse would be really great. And I mean, too, you can double cleanse with the same cleanser yeah. as well. You know, you don't necessarily have to use two different types of cleansers. You can, it, like Jess said, you can't always expect it all to come off on the first um, wash. So it's worth it to take that little extra time to do a second cleanse with the same cleanser that you're using. I love that. And that makes it minimal for people too. You don't have to have this complex, like, you know, super, like your countertop is covered mm-hmm. with various cleansers and products. products in your bathroom. Although that's cabinet. probably what your yeah, <laughs> looks have like, a lot. <laughs> which is enjoyable. Like I, I feel like if it brings you pleasure and like, also it's your job obviously, but, um, I just, I, I love it too, but for some people, they do like that very minimalist, simple. So like Kim said, using the same cleanser twice, great, great, great solution. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you kind of touched on this a second ago, but what are some good options for those? Because, you know, I guess, especially with oil cleansers, one thing I hear a lot is people with acne get scared of that. But just with cleansers in general, what are some good options for those who might get a little bit more buildup, like blackheads or have concerns with acne, things like that? So honestly, it really depends. You know, I talk to some clients who are just over the moon, obsessed with the oil cleansers. They'll never turn back. And then I have others who've used you know, more traditional gel cleansers, and it's really hard to make the switch. Or when it comes down to double cleansing, they'll use the oil cleanser to begin with, but they have to end with that gel cleanse just because they like how it feels. They like how their skin is afterwards. But again, with acne, you see a lot of people going towards those foaming cleansers. And I don't know if it's because maybe in teenage years, that's what you were used to using. Your skin was so oily and that's what caused the acne. But um, what you have to really understand when it comes down to it is if you are stripping your skin and that barrier, then you are, your skin's going to signal to the brain, hey, we need more oil. Give me more oil. There's nothing here. And so you'll start to overproduce oil. And that's what's getting clogged in those pores. That that with bacteria is really mixing in. And that's why you're finding your skin to be a little bit more congested and maybe, you know, more acneic. Yeah, mm. I think oil got a really bad rap for a mm-hmm. long time. There were, I mean, every single package that you looked at was like oil free. It contains no oils. And now it's like the pendulum has swung to like oil everywhere, which um, <laughs> I think is a good is a good thing. 
Um, because that's what our skin does naturally, right? And everything that we do skincare-wise is we want to help our skin help itself. So if you think about if you were, let's say, hiking the Appalachian Trail or something and you had no skincare at all, how your skin would naturally clean itself, what your body would do? Well, it would produce sebum. It's a kind of a waxy ester kind of substance that pushes out debris um, from the the pores of the skin, your skin naturally wants oil on the surface. So I think it partially is just a reframe of like becoming friends with oils. Um, and also for acne, there's typically one strain of bacteria found on the microbiome called the P. acnes bacteria. And that sometimes can proliferate and um, kind of misbehave when the skin's pH is off. And I think Kim touched on this earlier, but um, the pH scale, potential hydrogen, it's a range between being very, very, very acidic and very, very alkaline. And your skin's natural happy place is somewhere that's slightly acidic. If you were to look at the pH scale, typically about a 5.5. So um, by using something that is in support of your skin's natural pH level, you're able to keep the skin cells that are on the, the barrier layer intact and really close together so they're not letting in those bacterial invaders and not hopefully causing congestion and breakouts in the skin. And two, um, you trust your gut, really. Like, you know, you can buy products that on the label tell you they'll do one thing, but your skin can react differently. I think it's important when you're when you're cleansing your skin or when you're using a product, ask yourself, like, do I think that this is really making a difference in my skin? And with with acne, it's hard because you really want to go straight to the condition, the issue, which is the acne, right? Which is visually what you're seeing on the top of your skin. You're wanting to extract or pop a pimple or, you know, or use anything you can to just make the outer appearance of your skin look better. And I have to really ask a lot of people to take a step back and remember, first, take care of your skin from the inside out. If it feels healthy from the inside, then it's going to start making the changes on the outside. You can't start with, you know, trying to scrub off those, those pesky black heads or, you know, those po popping those white heads. You really have to work on feeding those nutrients from the inside out. Yeah, that's always so key. And, you know, we're talking about skincare, but I am a big believer that your skin is just really outwardly showing you the inside condition of your body oftentimes, Absolutely. you know, yeah. And when you're having things flare up, it's so hard because you just want to like get at the thing you can see, but <laughs> often it's kind of, um, just telling you, it's like a warning sign that something below the surface is out of balance. I know it's so hard, but it might be some of the best options are maybe to put that magnifying mirror away. Oh, yeah. I tell people don't use a magnifying mm. mirror. And also, if you can, install a dimmable light in your bathroom because nobody looks good when you are one inch away <laughs> from the mirror under a fluorescent bright light. You're stressed out from the day and you get up close to the mirror and people, I mean, this is like a side note, but picking the skin, it helps so much to create kind of like a no pick policy with yourself um, because the skin naturally will excrete on its own without the help of you. Right. Take a step away from the mirror, take a deep <laughs> breath into your nose, 
out of your mouth and walk out of the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> so on, a, you know, we're kind of bouncing around talking a little bit about the skin barrier too. So I'm assuming, like you were saying, some things can kind of strip that barrier. What type of cleansers? Is it more of the stronger, um, maybe the sudsier cleansers that would be bad for the skin barrier? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Nail on the head, foaming cleansers. I, I shy away from them, really. Anything with like a harsh surfactant. So typically we try to look for more um, plant-based surfactants that are, you'll see them sometimes listed as like a low foam or like a milky cleanser mm-hmm. or, some, or like we said, an oil. Anything that is like getting very, very foamy or... Um, yeah, that you just feel like really bubbling up or even some exfoliants and scrubs and things like that, that can just take your skin away from its natural happy place. Um, good to steer clear from. And two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over exfoliating potentially, you know, some of those like lactic um, cleansers that you mentioned before, like they're great, but all in moderation, right? If you're overusing that, then that can um, bring down that barrier as well. Mm, okay. Cause that was one thing I was going to ask about because there's a lot of cleansers out there now that combine either, you know, something like lactic acid or they'll combine it with like a physical exfoliant. So it's kind of like a two in one product. Do you think those are a good idea or should we just skip those? No, I think they're fine to use. But again, um, I think we get like, <laughs> a little, a little too happy with them sometimes. And I'll talk to people and I'm like, Oh, that's so great. You're using that. How often are you using it? And they look at me and they know the answer isn't good, but they still tell me the truth. And they're like every day. And I'm like, no. So, you know, again, all the moderation, right? If you're using these every day, you don't need to be stripping that barrier every single day. Just you listen to your skin when you feel like you need it. Um, and again, you really shouldn't be using that granule exfoliating cleanser, you know, along with a lactic or a glycolic or we see AHA and BHA a lot. Those cleansers should not be used together. Yeah, I think most of your listeners will resonate with, you know, all of the St. Ives jokes. And like, we kind of know now using something that is like this really harsh, mechanical, abrasive scrub is not good. Or sometimes I'll have clients who are using like a body scrub on their face. And I'm oh my gosh. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Let's, well, let's take a few steps back. And, you know, it's kind of like the same way people used to sun themselves with baby oil. It's like now you just, you know better, you do better. And I think finding some brands that you really love, you trust, you know what their formulation methods are so that you can just have a couple go-tos where you don't necessarily have to be like, this cosmetic chemist, or you don't have to know every single ingredient, or you're not worried that the granule size is going to be too big and cause like a micro tear in the skin, like the St. Ives apricot scrub, you know, so just like finding a couple trusted resources, whether that be your esthetician or these brands that you can really trust, so that you'll know you have a go to, and you don't have to do it all on your own. But just while we're here talking about scrubs, I wanted to give just like a little actionable tip for someone who does maybe have a scrub at home and is wondering, 
am I being a little too rough with it? Two things to think about. One is that if you are using it with your fingertips, I usually recommend to clients, imagine like you're scrubbing the outside of an inflated balloon and you don't want it to pop. Like you just literally, the granules will do the work for you. You don't have to push hard. You don't want to put any muscle behind it. And if you think maybe you're going to be too rough, you can use a mask brush. So scoop a little bit of the scrub into a dish, emulsify it with a bit of water, and let's say like a fan brush or a mask brush, and sweep the exfoliant on with the brush because you'll still be getting that great scrub benefit without the risk of traumatizing the skin. Oh, that's a great tip. I So I have another question I'm going to ask here in a second, but I do have to confess something that I feel like... <laughs> Everyone dies. Confessions of a product. <laughs> junkie, yeah. junkie. From ages like probably 15 to like my late 20s, oh, yeah. I had a bottle of that um, St. Ives in my shower oh, and that was my same. morning cleanser every single day. <laughs> same. I think that's why it's so funny and it has like so many memes have come from it because like it's almost like this universal experience for people who are around the same age because that was just like that was the scrub you know there weren't a whole lot of other options and yeah I had that same bottle. On I my- think I posted <laughs> something about it a couple months back and I was cracking up at you know so many people messaging me and responding like I either I used it and I'm so glad I threw it away and then I had some people who were like Kimmy I'm still using that and I was like (laughs) how time to toss it it's time to toss it yeah use it on your feet (laughs) oh there you go Oh boy. So, okay. I also, one thing that I get questions about, and then I also sometimes am curious and I change it up a little bit, but do you recommend using a different cleanser in the morning versus at night? Um, so honestly, no, I always say, keep it simple. If the cleanser is working for you and you're wanting to keep your skin balanced throughout the day, then you don't necessarily need to use a different one unless, of course, at night and at the end of the day, if you've had makeup on all day, you're double cleansing. So it's really what that ritual looks like for you. Um, I think the most important thing, though, is to be cleansing morning and night. And if you're using the right cleanser, right, then you're adding those nutrients to your skin in the morning. I don't think people realize what actually gets on your skin in the middle of the night. And when you think about it, it can be kind of gross, but there are so many particles floating around in your room. And, you know, when you think about the bacteria on your pillow, it's important to at least be cleansing morning and night. But I say stick to the same cleanser. Yeah, I'm a fan of using the same cleanser as well. Like we definitely, you know, just for sustainability sake, kind of lean toward minimalism and keeping things very simple for folks. But rather than changing the actual cleanser, changing like the way that you're cleansing. So for example, like a morning cleanse might be a little shorter, you know, like you might just be like a quick cleanse and maybe you're cleansing with cool water, which kind of depuffs and tightens, constricts the skin a little bit, can feel very refreshing. Whereas in the evening, maybe you're using that same cleansing product, but a minute to two minutes, you're coming all the way down to the decollete, you're working up the neck, you're really like manipulating and trying to dissolve that sunscreen and the day from your skin. And then maybe at that point is when you want to use like a a warm washcloth or compress that you can um, 
gently buff away the cleanser. So not so much as important is um, the cleanser you're using, in our opinion, more so listening to your skin and body and seeing if you can use it in a different way and give yourself a, a different sensory ritual too. And it really is different for everyone. I mean, you have people who wake up at five in the morning to go to the gym. Are they going to be doing this elaborate cleanse in the morning? Of, of course not. You know, if you're just going to rinse your skin really quickly before you run to the gym, but making sure when you come home from the gym and you really do that morning cleanse, then that's important. So it's not a one size fits all, right? Everyone's ritual is completely different. Everyone's schedule is different. So I think really just taking a step back and doing what is best for you and your day and for your skin is the most important. That's always great advice. Yeah. Another of my little hacks that I tell people, I'll give one more little tip is that if you do want to be using a some sort of cloth compress on the skin, one, you want it to be very soft. So I'm a big fan of the muslin cloths. We use those um, in treatment. And or if you don't have access to that, like going and buying a stack of the baby washcloths, you'll find them like in the infant section of most stores. And so rather than using something that's like really um, very a harsh kind of like thick washcloth, using something that's very, very soft on the skin, you want to treat your skin like this treasured, you know, outer organ that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also keeping those clean. So pretty much they're single use, you know, so keeping a little stack of the baby washcloths, using it once you don't want that compressed towel to be hanging out there all week, getting used again and again and again, because it'll just harbor bacteria. Yeah, that's, that's a good tip that I think a lot of us probably don't think about. Yeah, kind of like makeup brushes or rotary brush, like Clarisonic, like all these things that you you just have to be really vigilant about washing them because bacteria loves wet, dark, dirty areas, and it can just have Yikes. the opposite effect that you want it to have. Yeah. Well, um, thank you guys so much for sharing your wisdom today about cleansers. I wanted to ask where people can find out more about you and about your studio. So we are Ritual Skin Studio. You can find us on Instagram. We're located in the Tampa Bay area. So Molly, next time you come here on vacation to St. Pete, you'll have to come in for a facial. Um, (laughs) You know I will. Yeah, we would love to connect and be a resource to people. Um, We're offering some virtual skin consultations. We also have our ritual facials. So if someone's in in the neighborhood and they want to book a treatment. Um, And also, we've been having a lot of fun with reels on Instagram and just trying to, to do educational resources for folks there as well. So definitely give us a follow there. Yeah, we're always posting, um, you know, to our Instagram page just to give people ideas on how to cleanse, how to massage and how to use different products. And so we'd be happy to see you there. That's awesome. Well, I will link all of that in the show notes so everybody can find you there. And I feel like I need to go wash my face right now. (laughs) I know. Happy (laughs) cleansing. But like in a good way, right? Like you're smiling about it and it's exciting. Yes. Yes. Definitely in a good way. I'm like thinking about how I need to like slow down with my cleansing a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Everyone needs a reminder. You know, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just, we always need a reminder, just like drinking water. We can always drink more water. 
So yeah, it's easy to go on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So it's good to just tune in and be present. That's right. Well, thanks so much, Kimmy and Jess. Of course. Thank, thank you, you, Molly. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-